In the end times, deception will be rampant. They will come saying, Jesus is Lord, and they will deceive many by saying, Jesus is the Christ. But they are not born again, and they do not have the Spirit of God in them, and they try to follow God without having His Spirit. Many in churches think they are Christians, but they are not born again. They just joined a church group or went forward and were baptized in water without being illuminated to the truth of God by God. Jesus warns us in Matthew 24 about the end time and the deception of man. And he warns us, take heed that no man deceive you, meaning in the churches. We'll read that, Matthew 24. Start at verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things, all these things impressing you? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Verse 3, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And the first thing Jesus told them was to beware that no man deceive them. And he said, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Many will come saying, Jesus is Lord. And because they say that, we will think they're Christians, and they will be able to deceive us. I don't think they have set out to deceive us. They think they're Christians. I thought I was a Christian. I was baptized in water when I was 15. I went forward at a church, was baptized in water. But I was not born again. My life wasn't changed. I didn't have the Spirit of God. I was just following what I thought would save me. Later, when I was 37 years old, God spoke to me by his spirit and said, Joan, you know these mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, sins? I thought they were mistakes. And at that moment, I was born again, changed forever. And then I was a real Christian. And I said to my best friend, Donna, I I don't think I've been a Christian before now. She said, wait, wait, what did you just say? And I said, I don't think I've been a Christian before now. She was raised Baptist, and she and her husband had thought I was a Christian because I spoke the right things. I remember speaking, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all the strength, with all thy mind. But I didn't have the Spirit of God. I wasn't born again. 
She said about one week before I was born again, they began to wonder if I really was born again. So she was delighted when I said to her, I don't think I've been born again until now, and she wanted to hear all about it. Having the Spirit of God is the thing that causes us to be a Christian. You can say Jesus is Lord without really having the Spirit of God. And there are many, many people in churches who try to be spiritual by copying the people that they think are spiritual. Jude talks about this in the book of Jude. And he says, in the end times, this will happen. Jude, verse 17, it's only one chapter. Jude, verse 17. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you there should be mockers in the last time, imitators, copiers, who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the Spirit. They decide to become a Christian, and they do the things that they think will make them be a Christian. But it's unless God has spoken to you and shown you the truth of God and caused you to be changed from what you were before, you are not born again. Being born again has to do with being changed by God, not by your own will, but by the will of God. There are vast numbers of people at churches, of all kinds of churches, who are not born again. When you speak to them as a person who is born again, mostly they just kind of get silent and stare at you. They speak of things of the world, but when you are delighted in God and you share something that God has done in your life, these people who say they're Christians usually just stare at you and they get very quiet until you quit speaking. They want to speak of things of the world. John talks about this in 1 John chapter 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth, and the spirit of error. I've often shared things God has done with me or said to me with people who say they are Christians. And I've had them just stare at me. You can tell they're not excited over that which I share with them that God has done. 
because these people who are not born again, they're not really excited about God. They are excited about their church buildings, their pastors, their ministers, their stained glass windows. They're proud of all of these things that you can see with the natural eye, but they're not excited when you tell them what God has done in your life. They just want you to quit talking because they don't want to talk about God. They want to talk about religious things which they consider to be spiritual, things that they can see with their natural eye. Verse 19 of John 4. The woman at the well said to Jesus, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Those of us who have had God illuminate us to his truth and have been changed by God, by that word which his spirit spoke to us, we are born again. New creatures. But many people put themselves into churches by joining a church. And they can't understand the real things of God. Therefore, when we share with them what God has done, they just stare at us. When they are not excited about that which we share with them, though they call themselves Christians, we can know that these are not the children of God. Though they call themselves Christians, though they sit in church with us, those people who are excited about what God has done in our lives, those are the real children of God. There was a man years ago in our church group and he had gone off to some religious meeting and he came back and said how wonderful it was. Three or four times he spoke about how wonderful the meeting was that he had been to. Finally, I, I woke up and I said, well, what was it that was so wonderful about it? He said, oh, at the dinner they had three big crosses at the end of the table, covered with flowers. That's fleshly. That's not spirit. That's flesh. 
that's making you feel religious. A stained glass window might make the unborn again person feel religious. The crosses on the wall might make you feel an emotion. That is not God. That's your flesh. The things that are of God are the Word of God. The Word of God is that which is real. And Jesus said we must worship God in spirit and in truth. Eventually, those people like that man who thought that was so great to have those three crosses covered with flowers, they leave you. In time, they leave you. They are Antichrist people. The Apostle John explains this to us in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. John said in verse 18, as he spoke to the church, Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not all of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. And the Apostle Paul said in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 that before Jesus comes, there will come a falling away and Antichrist will be revealed. Let's look at Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Start at verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. In 1982, I was reading this verse of Scripture, and God said to me, the falling away are not people leaving the church groups. The falling away are the church groups leaving the Scriptures. And when that happens, Antichrist moves in to the churches. For example, Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 32, the man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Is that what they're teaching at the churches that you attend? I've never heard it taught at any church. Yet it's in the Bible, in the New Testament. It's spoken by Jesus. He also says that in Matthew 19. The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. 
but they have changed that doctrine. That is the falling away that Paul was saying had to happen before Jesus could return. Antichrist would come into the churches and set up different doctrines. You certainly see it happen concerning homosexuals and lesbians. I heard that man who calls himself a pope say he didn't see anything wrong with being homosexual. This was on a television newscast, and I literally screamed at my television and said, What about the Bible? When this man who says he's Pope, when he said he didn't say, see anything wrong with being a homosexual, what about the Bible? Romans chapter 1, start at verse 26. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also, the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. Verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they didn't like to retain the scriptures in their knowledge, God gave them up into a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. When you see someone turn from the scriptures while saying they are a Christian, that's Antichrist. When you see churches setting up doctrine opposite to the scriptures, that's the end-time Antichrist that Paul said had to happen before Jesus could return. The Bible is inspired by God. We of the New Testament church go by the doctrines set forth in the New Testament Bible. We don't explain them away. That's what we follow by the Spirit of God. But when you see a church group change those doctrines to another teaching and explain the doctrines away from the Bible, you will know that that is an Antichrist church. And Jesus says, Take heed that no man deceive you, because in the end time, deception will be rampant in the churches. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.